Shalom, my dear friends. Uh, at this session, I would like to continue with our study together uh, on the seven letters that our Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, wrote uh, to the seven churches, seven congregations in Asia Minor. We really arrive to the sixth letter, uh, to the assembly, to the church that was found in a city called Philadelphia. Uh, we know it's a beautiful name, Philadelphia, because it comes from the Greek word phileo. In, in Hebrew, we call it ahava, and it really represents the assembly, the congregation that really have expressed among each other brotherly love. It's not easy to uh, practice this, yet the Lord is encouraging us uh, to have love towards uh, one another. In fact, in the Hebrew text, in the book of Leviticus, uh, the Lord said to our people of all, the people of Israel, that he exhorted them that Israel are to love uh, 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 their neighbor as themselves. So easy said, and yet hard to be practiced. In Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 18, uh, Israel were told, Ve'ahavta l'reacha kamocha and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And here is an assembly in Asia Minor called Philadelphia, which really representing the brotherly love that have been practiced in this local assembly. I would like to read the verses. They are found in Revelation chapter 3 and verses uh, uh, 7 to 13. And I want to read these verses, first of all, for all of us. Uh, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, These things says he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, Yeshua is saying, that uh, and no one can shut it. For thou hast little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie, Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, Yeshua is saying to them, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly, hold fast uh, uh, which thou hast, uh, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which comes down out 
of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches, the assemblies, the congregation. Well, beloved friend, this passage is extremely interesting because the, the, the apostle Yohanan John, to remind us all, is there in the island called Patmos. He was banished by the Roman emperor because he gave testimony to the name of Yeshua, to the name of Jesus, and he was preaching the message of the word of God. And there he received that revelation from the glorified Messiah from heaven to write these seven letters to seven local congregations in Asia Minor. He have already written, as we have already covered, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, and to Sardis. And now he was called by the Lord, as we read in chapter 3 here, and verse 7, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write. So John, Yohanan, I want you now to write this letter to this local assembly that is found in a city called Philadelphia. Now, to remind you, my dear friend, that as we read these seven letters, we are not only reading these seven letters that Yeshua wrote to local assemblies in order to show us the condition that existed in every local assembly, local congregation, but we also read these letters in a, you might say, a progression of church history, of the uh, assembly's history, from the foundation, where it began in the city of Yerushalayim, all the way to the last day, the church of the Laodicean, the seventh and final uh, church uh, that the apostle John was called to write to. So, from the beginning, Ephesus to Laodicea, we have a progression of church history, historical progression. And you can see how things have evolved over the generation. And by the time we arrive to this church, to this assembly that was located in a city called Philadelphia, but when it's come to the progression in the historical setting, we arrive to sometime around the 1700s and the 1800s, and this assembly of Philadelphia representing a different period of time in church history. When it's come to its locality, you can see what Yeshua is saying about this assembly. Notice that, in verse 7 we read, <clears throat> Unto the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Again, the angel, angelos in Greek, malach in Hebrew, is a representation of the spiritual element in this local church in Philadelphia. There were local leaders, they were responsible to lead the local assembly in a godly way. So they are the one that will receive the letter, but it is for the benefit of all the local assembly. You notice what the Lord Jesus says in verse 7b about himself. After he said unto the angel of the church in Philadelphia, and it's representing brotherly love, the love among the assembly, the believers, and that is a healthy condition because God wants us to have love among 
the people of God. And then Yeshua in verse 7b, he presents himself before the assembly, the church in Philadelphia. Notice what he said to them in verse 7b. Four things he said about himself, which are taken from the uh, first chapter in chapter 1 of Revelation. And that verse 18, notice what he said of himself. Uh, uh, These things write he that is holy, in Hebrew, kadosh, set apart. True, he that is true, he is emet, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the one that has the key of David. He is the one that has the key that God had had given to David and his descendants because David was the king of Israel and he's a ruler. He's a ruler over his own people. And notice what it says at the end of verse 7, He that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. Well, it is interesting because the church, the assembly in Philadelphia, were the ones that had love among the brethren, which is so beautiful to see, because unless the believers enjoy love among each other, they can never move forward. And because they practice that which God have called them, you remember what Yeshua said in John, Yohanan chapter 13, By these shall all men know that ye are my disciples. Then he said, if ye love, if you have love one towards another, the great testimony among any local congregation, local assembly, local kehilah, is when the brethren practice love among themselves. Not easy, but we are all called to do so. And because of this, and their love for the Lord, and their love for one another, they have enjoyed the promises of the Lord. Notice he says, I am the one that is holy. I am the one that is true. And I'm the one that have the key of David, Yeshua said. And I'm the one that opened the door and no man can shut and shut the door and no man can open. In other words, the local assembly in Philadelphia were the kind of a local church that the door was opened for them by the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, to preach the message of the word of God to the uh, neighboring uh, towns and the neighboring people who would listen to the preaching of the gospel of the grace of God. This is so beautiful. When the Lord is opening the door, and not no one need to force, but the Lord is opening the door, because he says here, I am the one that openeth and no man shut, I am the one who shutteth and no man open. When it's come to the historical setting, in the 1700s and 1800s, it was a time where the gospel was going all over the nations of the world. There was a revival in church history. There was a revival among God's people. And a message was going out to all the nations of the world. And it is very interesting because when we studied earlier, when it's come to the previous church in in Thyatira, the Dark Ages, and in Sardis, the Reformation that began well, but ended up to be, you might say, not alive anymore, that they fell back into the Thyatira condition. 
Now, sometime in a historical setting that the, there was a revival, there was an awakening, and the word of God was read and taught, and the message of the gospel have gone forth to the whole world. Many missionaries were sent, and they were sending and simply preaching the gospel that Yeshua the, the Messiah, Jesus, loved the world. God loved the world. And he gave him his son. And Yeshua gave himself for the salvation of mankind. And whoever will believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. What an amazing uh, privilege. And the Bible was printed. And there wasn't a possibility for everyone to read the word of God. And many became uh, believers in the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. Well, He's the one that is holy. He's the one that is true. He's the one that holds the key of David. According to Isaiah chapter 22, God promised this to Israel and to the kings of Israel that the, the key of David is the one that opened uh, the kingdom to come when the future king will come. He's opening the door. He shut the door. And Yeshua the Messiah is indeed a descendant of King David, Yeshua ben David, Jesus, the son of David. And he is the one that is opening and closing. He is the only one who can do so. Well, as we continue here, in the next verses, verse 8, the Lord Jesus is give an approval He's endorsing the things that the brothers and sisters in Philadelphia had done. And in a sense, he gives them an approval here. It says, I know thy works, saying to Philadelphia, Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. You notice what he says to Philadelphia? He commended the local assembly in Philadelphia that they used the opportunity to, when the door of the presentation of the gospel was open for them, they went in and they preached the message of the gospel to many in their locality. And historically speaking, the preaching of the gospel have gone throughout all the nations of the world. But he said to them in verse 8, which we also have to realize this, he said to them, you have little strength. Not much, little. But the strength was not in oneself, but in the Lord Jesus. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Strength cometh from the Lord. And he gave them the strength. You have little strength, but the strength came from him. Secondly, you have kept my word. You see, keeping God's word is essential. It means that when there is an opposition, still one is standing on the promises of God. God's word will never change. Men try to change it. Men try to set it aside. But Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will remain. And beloved friend, God's word will remain. So they kept his word. Yeshua commending them. And thirdly, he said, and you have not denied my name. You remember what Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah said in chapter 10 of the gospel of Matthew? He said this to the early 
disciples in the city, uh, in the city of Jerusalem, but in the Galilee as well, when he spoke to the disciples, he said to them concerning uh, not denying his name in uh, Matthew chapter 10, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, have encouraged the disciples to recognize that they ought not to deny the name of the Lord. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. Matthew 10, 32 and 33 says, But whomsoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. So the local assembly in Philadelphia was faithful. There was brotherly love. They loved the brethren. They encouraged each other. They built the assembly. They, they humbled themselves before one another and before the Lord. And they were serving because the Lord knew their works. Even though they had little strength, they kept his word and they did not deny his name. Well, Yeshua continued as he asked the Apostle Yohanan John to write this letter to the assembly in Philadelphia. In verse 9 and 10, he promised. He promised to the people, to the believers in Philadelphia, these promises. Number one, he says in verse uh, uh, 9 and 10, first of all, he said to them, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say that they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Already in chapter 2, in verse 9, he was already speaking about the, those who claim to be Jews and are not. And we have already looked at that, is that because there are those who claim to be Jews, the people of God, the people that belong to God, but in actuality they were not. And we have also mentioned that the Romans believed that Caesar was a god. And they were claiming to be the people of God, but in actuality they were not. And so, whichever way we take it, there are those who claim to be Jews, but they were really not. And he said that one day he will cause them to see and to know that he loved the believers at the city of Philadelphia. You see, to claim to belong to God and really not to be, whether Jewish or not Jewish, that is one thing, because one day God will reveal who really belong to him. And that's why the Lord Jesus is saying to the believers in Philadelphia, one day I will show them, I will show them, this is Revelation chapter 3, I will let them know that I love thee and that I have chosen you and you really belong to me. What an encouragement it was for the people of Philadelphia where they experienced opposition as they were preaching the gospel. Obviously, opposition come and there are those who claim, well, I belong to God, but they were really not. And they were opposing that gospel Yeshua made a promise that he will reveal to them and he will show them one day that he loved the people in Philadelphia who practice loved, love among the believers there as well. 
in verse 10, he is giving them a second promise, beloved uh, friend. And this is very encouraging because he promised to the believers in Philadelphia that he will keep them out from the hour of trial, the, the hour of tribulation period. He said in verse 10, because thou hast kept my word, the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from, notice, not, he doesn't say I'm going to keep you in, but I will keep you from, or more correctly, out from the hour of temptation or the hour of trial. Notice this in verse 10b, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. You see, one day is going to come where there will be the tribulation period, which uh, Jeremiah called Jacob's trouble in Jeremiah chapter 30. And that is a tribulation that's going to go upon the uh, nation of Israel to refine Israel and to restore Israel back to God. And also the whole world, because it's going to come upon all those that dwell upon the earth, and they will experience the judgment of God in order to show them what is the consequence of the rejection of the Messiah. But those who believe, God made a promise to keep them out from the hour of trial. And you notice in various passages in Scripture, there is the promise that the Lord will take the church, the assembly, the kehilah, the body of Messiah, out of this world before the tribulation will begin. Now, I know that there are many views about this, but we teach that the church is not Israel, and Israel is not the church. The church is a heavenly company, and Israel is an earthly company. The church belonged to Yeshua the Messiah during this present day of his rejection. Israel was the chosen people who will be an earthly people whom the Lord will restore to enter into the Messianic kingdom at the end of the tribulation when he will come again to this world. But there is a promise where Yeshua said, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah said. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, in my Father's house in heaven, there ye may be also. The assembly, the church will be raptured before the tribulation, and they will not be here. I will also keep you out from the hour of a trial. What a promise he had given to the heavenly company. We read of the rapture of the church in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, where the Lord had promised through the apostle Shaul Paul that the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up uh, together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. 
Now, this is a, 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 a subject that is difficult for many, but what we see here, the promise to Philadelphia, the believing of the assembly of the, of the, from among the Christendom, the true believers, I also will keep them from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. This is the promise of the Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Well, in the next verses, beloved friend, verse 11, Yeshua Jesus is exhorting the assembly in the city of Philadelphia. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. You see, there is a crown that the Lord promised to those that are faithful to him here in this world. In a sense, it is an exhortation. It is a challenge to all those that belong to him to hold fast. Verse 11 is interesting because he is exhorting them. Number one, he says, I come quickly. I'm going to return. Number two, hold fast what you have. Don't let it go. Number three, don't let anybody to take it away, the crown. Notice that at the end of verse 11, thy crown. And it is very interesting because scripture teaches us of a crown of rejoicing, of a crown of righteousness, of a crown of glory, of a crown of life. And all these crowns we are going to cast before the Lord Jesus when we are going to be with him in heaven. In fact, in chapter 4 and verse 10, we read, And the four and twenty elders fell down before him. This is Revelation 4.10. They fell down before him. This is the church in heaven, in glory, the assembly. And and then they said, he was sitting on the throne, and they, and they, they worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. And they cast their crown before the throne of him, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and they were created. You see, any one of us who are believers in Yeshua the Messiah, who are saved by grace alone, not because of any of the merit that we have done. It is through the work that he has done for us on the altar, on the tree. We are believers. We are saved. We are saints. We are overcomers positionally, but practically we going to receive crown when we are faithful to him. But once we receive this crown, we're going to cast it before any crown we receive, we'll cast him before the Lord and we'll say, not for me, thou art the one that is worthy to receive these crowns. So notice how Yeshua the Messiah closed this letter that he wrote to Philadelphia. In verses 12 and 13 of Revelation chapter 3 we read, and here is the promise for the overcomers. Look at the promise. To him that overcome, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he uh, shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is the New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of 
from heaven of my, for my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Notice the promises that he gives, that Yeshua gives to the one that overcome the condition that existed in Philadelphia. Notice he doesn't condemn, he doesn't say anything negative against this assembly. Why? Because it was a godly local assembly. Like the Smyrna, to Smyrna, he didn't say anything bad because they were a suffering church, a suffering assembly. Here it was, we might call it a mission of the message of the gospel assembly who went out to the world and preached the message of the gospel. Inside, in the local assembly, they had brotherly love. They loved the brethren. And therefore, he does not say anything negative against them, but he gives them a promise. And he said to them, he that overcometh, Notice, number one, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. A pillar in the temple of my, of my God suggests that the, the overcomer, practically overcomer, he will be used by the Lord among God's people in God's temple. Secondly, he will not go anymore out. He will enjoy in, to be in the presence of God. This is an assurance of salvation for the believer. He will stay in the temple of my God, never go out anymore. Eternal assurance of being in the presence of God. Amazing a promise. Thirdly, he says, I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem. Notice the name of my God. This is the, you know, the name of God is in a relationship with God. An amazing, the name of Yeshua, Jesus, is Jehovah the Savior. The name of God is Yehovah, Jehovah. The covenant-keeping God. And to have that name written upon one suggests that he is belonging to the uh, the eternal one, and also the name of the uh, city of my God, which is Yerushalayim. And you know, beloved friend, the name Yerushalayim uh, is come from the word that Yehovah uh, uh, belonged to him. Shalem, speak of peace. Yerushalayim, the city of peace, belonged to the Lord. And that is... Uh, representing for the believer the relationship that he has with God, the eternal relationship. And of course, he's speaking about the new Yerushalayim, which comes down out from my God, out of heaven. In fact, as you read at the end of the uh, uh, book of Revelation, just towards the end, the end it says, we read, um, And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, Revelation 21, verse 2, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. This city of Jerusalem is a representation of the bride, the kala in Hebrew, the bride of the Messiah, the bride of Christ, the heavenly bride that belonged to our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. 
And finally we read, I will also uh, write upon him my new name. This is the, the name of Yeshua the Messiah. And of course, my new name speaks about an eternal relationship with the Lord Jesus the Messiah. Well, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saying unto the all the churches. And this is a challenge for us to practice brotherly love among one another and to recognize that the Church of Philadelphia represented the age of the 17, 1800s, almost to the beginning of the 1900s, which bring us now closer to the end of church history because soon and very soon, at the end of the Laodicean age, of which we're going to speak in our next message, at the end of the Laodicean days, the Messiah will come and ultimately he will take his his own people to be with him in heaven and he will come down to this world and what a day is awaiting those that belong to him. Well, my dear friend, I encourage you as we study the seven letters to the churches to get a grasp about the historical setting that is set before us, but also uh, upon the personal and local condition of every local assembly. May the Lord have us practice brotherly love, ahavat achim, to love the brethren, because God redeem us all from every people, every tongues, and every nation. May the Lord help us to enjoy this brotherly love even today. Well, until the next time, God bless you, my friend. I will say to you, Shalom, Shalom. Shalom.